Hello and welcome back to Open Mic for One. This is your host, editor, producer, sound guy, and basically everything else in between on this podcast because there's literally no one else doing this. I'm Haikal. Obviously, you know that because if you don't know that, why are you listening to this podcast? That is a question that you should be asking yourself because I have no idea why you're here. However, it's been a very long time since I last uploaded here. It's been 104 days if anyone is counting. I wasn't counting. I had to Google that. But yeah, if you wanted to know, it's been 104 days. So some quick updates about my life before we get into the content of this podcast. Number one, I moved to a new city. Number two, I got a job. Number three, I'm still writing on Medium. Go ahead and check out my Medium if you haven't checked it out yet. So yeah, I'm still doing that. And that is basically it. There is not a lot of interesting things in my life. I hope whoever is listening to this has a much more interesting life than I'm having. Anyway, for today's episode, I wanted to answer a very simple question. What is the best chess move? Now, I know that's a bit random, but bear with me, chess haters out there. This won't be entirely about chess. I will put something in there for you. So even if you don't get chess, you can still enjoy this podcast. Backstory. I recently finished The Queen's Gambit, which is a series on chess on Netflix, which I'm sure most of you are already aware of. If you're not aware of it, it's a story about Beth Harmon, an orphan chess prodigy from Kentucky, and her journey to beat the best in the world. It's a great series. If you haven't already watched it, please go watch it on your Netflix account or go ahead and borrow your friend's Netflix account if you're cheap like that. The series was so great that it inspired me to play chess. Now, I knew how the game worked, so I wasn't learning, like, uh, what's, a qu- what's a king, what's a queen, what's pawn, what's castling. But I was never really serious about it until I started watching The Queen's Gambit. So over the past few weeks, I've spent a lot of my time playing against the computer, strangers, and friends. Now, I'm not really good, if any of you are wondering. I am horrible at it. I always lose. But there is something very calming, yet exciting, about chess. In the words of Beth Harmon herself, begin, quote, it's an entire world of just 64 squares. I feel safe in it. I can control it. I can dominate it. And it's predictable. So if I get hurt, I only have myself to blame, end quote. Now, when you play chess, you're free to go to war in a world that is limited within the confines of 64 squares. And so anytime I feel stressed out in the real world, I go to play chess and escape into a world that isn't so big as the world as I currently live in. I lose a lot, but at least in chess, I know why I lost. I know the mistakes I made. I know why things went wrong, which isn't always the case in the real world. But anyway, after a few weeks of playing chess and watching countless videos on YouTube about chess from like Hikaru Nakamura, Magnus Carlsen, and other chess grandmasters who have YouTube channels, I became curious with one question in particular. What is the best chess move? Now, there are many ways to try to answer this. I'm going to try to avoid to bore those of you who don't particularly enjoy the sport of chess. So you can answer this by first looking at the best opening moves. Opening moves meaning the moves that you do to start the game, in which the answer would only be one of four answers, which is either pawn to e4, pawn to d4, pawn to c4, or knight to f3. I'm just throwing out a lot of chess terms out there, so it looks like I'm really smart and I know a lot about chess. I don't. Uh, don't, Don't be fooled by my very good vernacular in chess. So you could talk about that. You could talk about the best opening moves. 
But you could also talk about opening sequences, like the Queen's Gambit, both accepted or rejected. You could talk about the Rui Lopez. You could talk about the Sicilian defense. You could talk about the Caro Khan. You could talk about the French defense. You could talk about a lot of defenses and strategies and opening sequences. The list goes on. Or the third way to answer this is that you could talk about historical game-shattering moves that are literally remembered even today, even though they were played like 50 or even like hundreds of years ago. You could talk about games like Frank Marshall versus Stephen Levitsky in 1912, or Paul Morphy versus Henry Edward Byrd, or maybe even Magnus Carlsen versus Sergei Karyakin in the 2016 World Championship Finals. You could give a lot of answers to the question, what is the best chess move? But all of those answers are not going to answer the question, what is the absolute best chess move? I'll give you some time to think about that. What's the absolute best chess move? Let me take a sip of water to give you time. I'm not actually taking a sip of water. I'm just uh, pretending and giving you time. You know, I, I saw it on YouTube. I thought it would be a cool trick. Uh, it's not really a cool trick, but it was worth a shot. Anyway, the answer to the question is there is no absolute best chess move. You cannot definitively call any chess move the best move because the best move in chess depends on a lot of things. It depends on who you're facing. It depends on how your opponent is making moves. It depends on which of your pieces are currently under threat. It depends on whether or not you want to be aggressive or defensive. It depends on whether or not you're thinking about winning the game in the next five moves or if you want to save your queen in the next move, right? There's a lot of factors that go into play when you're thinking about the best move in chess. And so basically, there is no best move in chess because the best move depends on the game that you're playing. And that's always changing and that will never be the same. And so the question or the answer to the question of what is the best chess move is that it, the best chess move literally does not exist. So now let me reframe the question. Now let me ask you, the listener or the audience, let's just pretend we're friends. Let me ask you, what's the best move for you? What's the best goal for you? What action in your life will you do after this that will bring your life meaning? A lot of us are bound to the idea that if I do X, quotation marks, then my life will finally be happy. I'll finally be successful. Replace X with whatever you want. Become rich, get married, be famous, start a company. Um, uh, yeah, write a book, whatever. Just replace it with whatever you want, right? We look at how other people succeed. We look how other people find meaning. And we think to ourselves, that's how I'll make my life amazing. We look at how other people achieve success. And we think that that's the best way to achieve success, right? And so we try to copy exactly what other people are doing because we want to attempt to feel or to achieve the same goal that they do at the end of their lives or where they are right now, right? So we look at people who start, comp like, like people who are like, I don't know, throw out Zuckerberg, throw out uh, Bezos. And you're looking like, these people started companies. So I might as well start a company and that's how I'll be successful and happy, right? But you can't copy someone else's moves because you're not playing the same game of chess, right? That's a metaphor. I'm basically saying that you can't copy what other people are doing because you're not in the same place. You're not in the same field. You're not on the same playing field, basically. So Victor E. Frankel wrote in his seminal book, Man's Search for Meaning, these words. Begin quote, the meaning of life differs from man to man, from day to day, from hour to hour. What matters, therefore, is not the meaning of life in general, but rather the specific meaning of a person's life at a given moment. To put the question in general terms would be to the question posed to a chess champion. 
Tell me, master, what is the best move in the world? There simply is no such thing as the best or even a good move, apart from a particular situation in a game and the particular personality of one's opponent. Life always changes. Our situation always changes, and it's always unique. Like, there may be seven or eight, like nearly eight billion now, like people on Earth, but only you are going through the situation that you're going through. And so basically, you can't look at other people's success stories and try to copy them. You can't look at how people live their lives and try to copy them and think that you're going to achieve the same level of happiness that they are. Number one, they might not be that happy, so there's that. But number two, even if they are that happy, you can't achieve that by following the same things. You are not in the same shoes. And so just like chess, you can't follow how other people play the game. Because the only person who will know the best move for you is you and nobody else. If you wake up at 4 a.m. every morning and do push-ups, that might be a good thing for someone else, but that is not guaranteed to be a good thing for you, right? And so what I'm trying to say here is that you basically can't play the game in, on other, like you can't play other people's games. You can't play the same moves that other people are doing because you're not playing the same game. You're playing an entirely different game and so you got to do the best moves based on what you think is the best move and not what other people are doing, basically. So that's one thing that you can take away from that. The second thing I think you can take away is that what Viktor E. Frankl writes also means to, like, it, it goes to show that you don't have to be afraid to change goals. Now, I know we praise people who are consistent. We praise people who always have the same goals from when they were in kindergarten to when they grow old, right? We think that consistency is the best thing. To have one goal in life is the ultimate goal because when you have that one goal, you're always going to be working towards that, right? And so we try to shame a lot of people. We shame people for trying to change directions because we are saying, why are you trying to pursue a different dream? Why are you trying to change directions when you already have such a clear direction, which is one direction? Ha ha, a bit of a one direction reference. If anyone is still listening until now, ha ha. I don't know if anyone's still listening. Hopefully there is. But anyway, uh, where was I? Right. The game is always changing, right? The game is, you, like, you can't predict what's going to happen in life. Like it or not, you can't see what's happening in the future. So how are you supposed to plan for a future if you don't really know what's going to happen? You can plan, but life always has a way to surprise you. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad, Right. And so again, the game is always changing. Sometimes there's going to be unexpected moves that you did not predict. Maybe you lost out on a scholarship. Maybe you had an unpredictable event happen to you. Maybe there's something that's preventing you from chasing your dreams and you cannot overcome it because that's simply how life is sometimes. Sometimes we're thrown things that we can't always overcome. And so in that situation, should we maintain the same dreams that we always had? I think that that's not realistic and I don't think that's good for our mental health and I don't think that's good for like the belief that we always need to stay the same person, right? There shouldn't be any shame in changing your dreams or changing your goals or changing your direction. I know we praise people who are consistent, but there really is no problem with changing direction if you don't feel like you're moving in the right direction anymore. If you wanted to grow up to become a biologist and then you suddenly found out that you're really good at painting and you enjoy painting, then why should you not pursue painting, right? And I think a disclaimer here is that I think definitely 
people have different conditions. Again, I can't speak for you or what you're going through because you might be going through something entirely different than me. Maybe your parents are preventing you from pursuing the dream that you always want to pursue, right? That might be an obstacle. Maybe you don't have the resources or you don't know enough people in order to achieve the dreams that you want to. That's another obstacle, right? So what I'm trying to basically say here is that there's always going to be these obstacles. And so you have to make do with what you're dealt. You have to make do with how the game is playing out in front of you, right? You can't change how your opponent is moving. You can't change what life throws at you. What you can change is how you respond to it. You can change on how you're able to move your pieces, which you have power over and you have control over. And so even if the initial plan was to do one thing, and it turns out because of the opponent's moves or because of life's obstacles, you're not able to carry out that plan, that's fine. Have a plan B, have a plan C, have a plan all the way to Z if you want, right? Because it's entirely fine to have multiple dreams. It's entirely fine to change dreams. It's entirely fine to change directions. You don't have to be static, right? You don't have to always stay in the same place and always go toward the same direction, right? Success is not like one single straight line. It can be an entirely zigzag line. And there is no problem with that. What I'm trying to say here is do what is best for you. Do what is best for the game that you're playing. Because only you, like, you're the only one that knows what you're going through. No one else knows what you're going through. So you have to do what is best for you, not what is best for others. Not what, like, you know when you're playing a game and other people are like, oh, do this, do that. And that doesn't feel really good because you're the one in the control. Like, you're the one in the steering wheel. So don't let the backseat drivers in your life determine which direction you're going to go into. Decide for yourself. Make that decision. Look at the game and look at how the game is set up in front of you and make the best choice based on what you think you should do, not necessarily what other people who may be looking at your game or at your life from an outsider perspective, not what those people say, but rather you because you're the one experiencing all of that. All right, that was very long. I went on a tangent there. I apologize. But anyway, what are the few takeaways from this podcast, right? Number one, the first thing is to watch The Queen's Gambit. I swear to God, you should probably watch it right now. If you haven't watched it, please go watch it. Number two, start playing chess. That's just a personal request. Go ahead and play chess so I have people to play with. Haha. <laughs> Number three is don't follow other people's moves. Don't follow what other people are doing because they're not, doing, they're not in the same shoes as you are. They're not living the same life you are, so don't live their lives. And finally, it's okay to switch directions. It's okay to not go in the same direction as others because you're the one in the control. Like You're the one in the steering wheel. You have the control. Do what you need to do. Do what you want. And so basically, that concludes our episode. If you liked it, drop me a comment on Twitter. Share it to your friends. Talk about it in your Instagram stories. Or talk about it in your fleets, I guess, now. I don't know. If you, I don't have fleets yet. So if you talk about it, let me know. If you didn't like it, do the same and tell me why you didn't like it. I will very much appreciate any criticism or any comments that you guys have. But thank you so much for listening to this episode. Until next time, which hopefully won't be a long time, this is Haikal signing off.